You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 115. What is your why? Most of us will have read Simon Sinek's Start With Your Why, or if you haven't, you certainly would have heard someone paraphrase it. I was in a group call this week, and we were asked, what was our why? Oh, that's easy, we all thought. You know, the usual answers, financial freedom, security for my family, Availability or lifestyle. Work when you want, where you want, for who you want. Now the facilitator let a few of us answer before stopping the group. Now that's nice, he said, but what is your real why? And the answers went on, make an impact, help the community. Once again, the facilitator stopped us and said same thing. Yeah, that's nice, but what is your real why? Now it was becoming uncomfortable. It was like that deer in the spotlight. You couldn't just think of the first thing that popped in your head, that surface level answer. Now one brave soul said, because I struggled with eating disorder for most of my life and I was overlooked because I didn't fit into the exact box, etc, etc. I wanted to prevent other women from having this same experience. Now we're getting somewhere, the facilitator said, and he probed a bit more and the lady went a little bit deeper and was in tears telling her story. Now that was heartfelt. We could all connect with this lady on some level. We could have empathy and compassion and we could feel her story. We could really understand what she was going through. If you were her ideal client or knew someone who had that problem, you'd be sending them to her immediately because you knew that she would understand. That is far more powerful than just saying, I help women overcome eating disorders. She made that connection. And connection, that is so important. You can see how the connection was made so quickly just by changing those words around and telling the story. The challenge, of course, is to make the connection without having to relive the story over and over. We've all listened to those people, and yet you get it, you understand it, you connect with them on the first time, the second time, the fourth time. But after the 20th or 30th time, same story, you're probably checking out, unless they're really good. And then you just say, come on, get over it, let's get to the, the really good stuff. You become immune to it. So what's your story? What's your why? And are you telling it? And your story will change over time. What if you don't have that earth-shattering, moving story, that car crash that almost went broke, the marriage breakup, the whatever? What if you're just a regular person helping your customers and making a living? Well, we all have a story. We do all have a why, but sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to help you to be able to see that. 
So what is your why? Start by writing down all those surface level answers and then ask why again and then keep asking why until your head hurts and then ask why again. Maybe put it away for a week or so, come back to it and ask yourself why. This is really hard and like I said, you might need somebody from the outside to help, a friend or a trusted business colleague or even somebody professional. I call myself the accidental business owner. Yeah, well, I didn't actually plan to be a business owner. I don't have a tragic story. I don't have an earth-shattering moment. And I definitely didn't have the fully planned out journey when I started. In fact, I do think I'm the accidental business owner. My first why was because I didn't want to go back to work when my son was 12 months old. I'd taken maternity leave and I had this beautiful new little human and I wanted to be his primary caregiver. I didn't want to pass him off to somebody else to be looked after. So I started a business. Good reason or not? Not sure, but it seems to have panned out all right. And then I had my second child and there was no way I was going to leave them. There was no way I wanted to go back and work for somebody else. I wanted to be with my children. Now it's not for everybody I know, but that was my why. My business was drawing on all my skills that I had gained in my working life to that point, and I was determined to build it and make it financial so that I could have that time with my children and could have those options to go to their sports carnivals and do other things with them. Now, was it easy? No, not always. In fact, one instance, the children came to me at a Christmas holidays when they were still quite young and asked why I was still working. All the other mums weren't working. I had quite a few friends that worked in school, so of course they had all the time off. And why were the other mums not working? So I suggested that maybe they might like to go to daycare and that maybe I'd only work a couple of days a week and they could go to daycare on those days. Suddenly, the children did ask, how can we help? Can we unload the dishwasher or load it? And we never had that conversation again. Horses for courses, you've got to make what works for you. But that was my first why. Your why will change over time. My why changed as the children got older. And yours will too. The children became more expensive. They wanted and we wanted to give them more things. So to do that, I had to work more. I had to bring more money in. And now my children are growing and financially independent. Well, almost. Along the way, my why has changed. And on that group call I spoke about at the beginning of this, it was my turn to say my why. I really did feel like that deer in the spotlight. What was my new why? What makes me excited? What makes me still do it after 20 years? Why do I get out of bed? Why do I want to help people? And wanting to help people just wasn't going to cut it in that conversation. And why do I keep changing my business slightly and upskilling and so on? So I had to start with what I said at the beginning of the conversation. The impact, I wanted to make an impact. But of course, that didn't cut it. Because I wanted to make an impact in my community. I am an employer and by giving my staff and contractors a job or work, I am supporting them and their families. Yep, you guessed it. I got, yeah, that's nice, but why? And the conversation went on 
and I got a few more, yep, but whys. And I really had to think about my real why. And I kept digging and digging and digging, and over this last week or so, I just kept thinking about it, going back to what I'd said in that call, and what was my why. So marketing to everybody is marketing to no one. I do what I do because I'm sick and tired of seeing business owners spending too much money on marketing, on shiny objects, on hit and miss marketing, and getting no return for their money. I'm tired of business owners struggling because they can't attract the right customers to help their businesses thrive, which means that they are working way too many hours. And then at the end of the week or the month, there's not even enough money to pay themselves. And then I got, why again? I was very frustrated and I said, because I've been there. And that was the moment. He said, now you're getting there. So now I've got to really think about that and make it more concise. So this is a work in progress, but helping business owners avoid the mistakes that I've made by not niching down enough and trying to talk to everyone so that they can have a thriving business that will provide them with the things that they wanted in the first place, freedom, time and money. Yep, it's a work in progress, but it's starting to get there. And it's so much more powerful than saying, I help business owners attract their dream customers. Yeah, probably not a real connection. So really think about what your why is and how you can get people to buy into it. So then it's a case of are you connecting or are you oversharing? You may be asking, does this really work? And when is it too much? And when does it become oversharing? Well, it definitely works. Think about Apple versus IBM. Who has the cult following? What do we know about Steve Jobs? And what do we know about the experience that Apple gives? Now, not all of us have Apple products. Not all of us have been to Apple stores or Mac stores, but we all know about what that experience is. We all know what to expect. And we all know that when Apple brings out new products, people wait and queue and camp overnight to get them. That is what story brings. So do you know who founded IBM? Who was Apple's biggest competitor in the beginning? Charles Rettland Flint in 1911. Can you believe that? No, I didn't know it either. I had to look it up. And what about Samsung? Samsung originally was founded in 1938 as a grocery store in Korea. Yes, I have a Samsung and have had for a number of years, but I didn't know that either. We don't know these facts because the stories are not told. The emotion isn't created. Yes, they're household names and they're super successful businesses, but they rely on volume, not following. When it comes to oversharing, that will depend on your product and your service, your audience and your personality. Share what you're comfortable with and see what the reaction is. Tweak, measure, test and change as needed. And less is definitely better than more. Start slowly and then see what happens as you go along. See what you're comfortable with and see what your audience resonates with. 
Define your why and making a connection can make a huge difference to your business. By defining your why and articulating what that why is, you will make that connection with your audience and you will create the trust that leads to long-term relationships. But be aware, you'll also repel people. And that's actually a good thing because they're not your people and they'll either not buy from you or just be very hard work and suck your time. And you can't please all the people all the time. That is where a lot of businesses go wrong. They then try to please everyone. Even Facebook didn't start with world domination. They ended up there. So you can't end up talking to everybody until you've got those foundations sorted, you've got your tribe strong, and then you can build it out from there. Very few people start at the top, and even if they do, they often haven't obtained the skills to stay there. You see that in rich kids quite often. Talk to your people your way, and you will build that tribe and have the successful foundations for a thriving business. So next week, we're talking about another mistake that often gets made by business owners. So same time, same place. I look forward to you checking out Small Business Talk podcast next week. Until then, bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.